0: Hey, it's Randa. You know, I've made it no secret that ever since I switched my coaching to macro base, 100% of my clients have had results so far. That's insane. But I also know not everyone can book with me one on one, whether it's budget, or I even have room because hey, I'm just one person, I can't take a lot of people in a week. So I decided to create my own macro spreadsheet. That way you can input your numbers and have your macro calculations sent out to you in seconds. This is the exact same formula I use with my clients. I'm so excited to bring this to you. You can go to randomnutrition.com slash manage your macros to learn more. you're listening to the real nutrition podcast with randa dirksen where you'll learn that diet and deprivation are not an option as we chat nutrition health and how to live a well-rounded life because who wants to eat a bowl of romaine lettuce and lemon juice while your family is enjoying pizza nope not you not anymore stick with me and i'll show you how you can find food freedom Welcome back to the Realistic Nutrition Podcast. Today we are on episode 42. We are going to talk about freezer cooking and why you should really consider getting started with it and how. I have Rachel T. Meyer here on the podcast from Thriving Home, and you guys, you are going to love what we're gonna talk about. I found the girls from Thriving Home in a business group actually that we're in. And when we are doing our coaching calls, um, the other member, Polly, she was showing her freezer meals and her, um, their, their product for how you can really up your meal prep game and eating well by cooking freezer meals. And I, I just knew I had them had to have them on the podcast. So Rachel, welcome to the
1: podcast. Thank you, Randa. I'm so excited to be here.
0: This is going to be such a great conversation because, I mean, I know I can relate to it. And like, if I'm getting excited over these freezer meals, I know everyone else is going to be as well. So let's just dive into it. Rachel, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about how you became a part of Thriving Home?
1: Sure. Um so I live in Columbia Missouri and actually my counterpart on Thriving Home is a good friend of mine her name is Polly and we've been running our site Thriving Home you can find it on thrivinghome.org for 10 years now and it's uh mainly a food website that um over the years it's evolved we started it 10 years ago more as kind of a mom blog like documenting what we do in our lives things we were learning um And really, we always used to joke, like, we're striving for a thriving home. It's not something we've ever arrived at necessarily. Um, But over the years, we've really honed in on our specialty being freezer meals, like freezer cooking. So, um, and I can talk more about thriving home in a little bit, but I live here in Columbia with my family my husband and my three kids. So we're kind of in the stage where I'm out of little kid land But I'm I'm really busy. So we're in the thick of it. I've got a fifth grader and a a seventh grader and a ninth grader. So I have three kids at three different schools and um, also work full-time on Thriving Home and work from home. So um, Rhonda and I, we were just talking about like how hard it is to be a full-time working mom and even just working from home. And when you run your own business, especially, gosh, your head is just like, it's hard to look up, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes.
0: It's, you know, you hear, oh, you work from home. Oh, that must make life so much easier. It gives us flexibility. But I mean, there's distractions everywhere. I mean, I have a pile of laundry on my bed right now that's (laughs) calling my name.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say is, um, yeah. It's like, okay. Laundry's calling dishes, kitchen's a disaster. I have an inbox full of emails. I have a long list of to-dos. Oh, and the kids are going to be home in like an hour, you know? Yes. Yeah.
0: Do you find that balance is just so hard to achieve? Do, like if you're killing it in your business and maybe like eating well, your house is just a disaster. Like something right. is dropping.
1: I think the older I get, so I'm 43 probably a lot of you are younger than me. And so just here's what I've learned (laughs) is nobody has it all together. I mean, literally you can look at people and especially like in our age of social media and it's so easy to, you know, make things look perfect, but nobody, no mom has it all together, right? Like if certain things are going well, other things are falling off the table at the same time. Um, Or you have to sacrifice certain things. Like there are times Polly and I both, we say no to things in our business a lot because we value other things over that. So it's just this balance, right? Like I want to be flexible and available to my family. That's really important to me. I want to feed them healthy food that takes time. Takes less time with freezer meals, but yes. <laughs> it takes time. You know, I want to take care of myself. I want to exercise every day. I've got to work that into my schedule. That's saying no to something else sometimes.
0: I think social media makes it tough. Um I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like back when I've known thriving home, actually, probably from the beginning. I used to have a blog as well uh, about 10 years ago. I just sold it last year. And, you know, sometimes I do home decor on it and people would be like, "Why well, is your house always clean? And what they don't realize is you have your shot, but you just moved that mess behind you.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> oh for sure wouldn't it be actually wouldn't it be hilarious to have an Instagram account of like the behind the scenes of what actually your house looks like what your kids look like because you see all these photo shoots of people with their kids and you're looking at it, and you're like I have literally never had a family photo shoot that really looked like that
0: <laughs> you everyone know I mean? like, yelling everyone, at each other just smile just be quiet and smile yeah, yeah. This, you know yeah, yeah just I just don't know do with it like right sh- Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. I mean, it's just, we, we're so hard on ourselves, especially as mothers. So going into freezer meals, how did freezer meals and maybe just, um, healthier living? Cause you're talking about that. How did you get started? How did sure. you incorporate this into your life?
1: Um, there's a few things that have happened over the course of the years for me. Um, well, one is kind of my history is I've always actually cared a lot about being healthy, um, taking care of myself and and I've always kind of thought about food that way too like I want to feed myself well um, but in my 20s starting in college, I started having a pretty unhealthy relationship with food like a lot of women do and men too um, and I think it really had to do with a couple of things one is i really cared about how I looked like that's not unusual, (laughs) especially when you're, you know, in your twenties, you're in the dating phase of life. And so, um, I was trying to eat really healthy and exercise, but then I had these cravings for junk food for eating a lot of it actually. And so it was like these two warring sides of me and, um, it made for a really unhealthy view of food. And so what ended up happening is over, I would say for like about an eight year period in my twenties, I would binge eat, um, kind of in secret and then feel like, Oh, I got to work all this off the next day. So I ne- didn't necessarily have like a full blown eating disorder necessarily. I don't know what you would call it. I'm not, you I know, call it I- disordered eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, absolutely. Um, and so it was like, I was figuratively and literally on a treadmill every day you know, just trying to work off what I had done, um, and make up for it the next day. And it's a really dark place to be in. It's really hard to pull out of that. Um, so over the course of those years, I thankfully had some really good friends that I was able to kind of share what was going on. My husband was really helpful too. It's amazing how when you're stuck in those really dark patterns, um, talking to people about it who care about you and just like bringing it into the light, you know, not letting it stay in that dark place and being alone in it. That helped me so, so much over the years. Um, just having some accountability, learning more about how my body works, how nutrition works, that was helpful, but there was also a danger in that sometimes too, of like, um, I remember nutritionists would say, you know, you need to keep a diary of what you're eating and that kind of thing. Well, for me, that might be helpful for a lot of people. For me, actually, that was kind of a dangerous place to be in mm-hmm. because I got too focused on food. And and eventually what I found is a lot of my disordered eating was like an over obsession about myself, about my image, even about food um, and sort of kicked saying certain foods are bad and you can't ever have those and certain foods are good. And those are the ones you should eat. Um, I,
0: I have a, I have a sign and it's like, you didn't cheat on your diet. Food is not moral. It's not good or bad. So it's funny that you are saying that's that. Exactly.
1: I love that. Yeah. I love that because I, you know, I think food, I think it's a good gift. I think, We can use it the wrong way, and I was—I was was abusing it. Um, But what interesting what happened is I got pregnant. It took me a long time to get pregnant. My husband and I to get pregnant. Um, But once I did, I started to feel horrible, like many of us do in that first trimester, even into the second trimester. I mean, I felt terrible, and um, I just could hardly stomach eating. And so, in some ways, that sort of broke the pattern for me of the binge eating but in other ways it also t- transformed the way i started to think about my body and about food and i started to think you know what it's not just about me now i'm i'm taking care of another person this person inside of me you know and i i have a responsibility to take care of him take care of myself for him and so that actually really was a huge shift for me and for whatever reason after my first pregnancy i i haven't really struggled in a significant way with that disordered eating since then. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that, but I just mentioned that because that set the, set the scene for me in some sense of how I view food today is I want to think of food as a gift. I want to think of it as like, nothing's totally off the table for eating, but I also want to, um, you know, use it wisely and use it well and take care of my body well and take care of my family. Well, um, so after I had my first kid, a good friend of mine now, Randa, you would have been like, you're so young. So you probably wouldn't, remember. do you remember the days before Pinterest? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is like pink pre Pinterest, pre social media. Um. So this was maybe in 2008, a friend of mine approached me and said, Hey, you want to start this freezer cooking club? So basically she recruited um, like six moms. We all had many of us had kids some of us didn't. And what we would do is meet once a month and bring recipes to a meeting and say, Hey, you think we could cook these meals in bulk and freeze them for each other? So we'd like look through recipes and try to decide would this freeze? Well, would it not, you know, would your family like to eat this and that kind of thing. So long story short, we, um, we learned how to cook. We all learned literally like really learned how to cook well, for our families and for other families as we cooked in bulk for each other and we learned how to freeze foods well, like and through a lot of trial and error, to be honest. And we did that for seven years together, like cooking wow. for each other's families. And um so that was huge for me. And I actually started to blog about that. I started to write about our freezer club. I started to share recipes that were working, ones I was tweaking, um, ones and so I kind of found out like, Oh, I'm kind of good at developing recipes and figuring out how to freeze them and that kind of thing. And when I would share those on thriving home, that kind of content would start to rise to the top Mm -hmm. and we could tell that people liked it and they wanted more of it. Um, and eventually actually had publishers start knocking on our door, like, Hey, you want to write a freezer cooking cookbook? And so we've actually now published two cookbooks about that very topic. Um, So that's the second part of sort of my story of getting into freezer cooking and, and cooking with whole foods, real foods. And, um, but the third part of that is that my firstborn child actually was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when he was about 18 months old. And at that point, my husband and I, we'd never heard of it. It didn't for, to our knowledge, didn't run in our family, but we just knew our toddler was getting really, really sick. And like, couldn't keep foods down. And I mean, it was, it was a very scary time for us. And so like a lot of moms who have a child that goes through some kind of, or or even yourself, when you go through a time of suffering, sickness, can't figure out what's going on. Um, it sends you down a rabbit hole of like researching what can I do to help. And the thing I realized as a mom was, okay, I can't control his disease. You know, I'm not a doctor. What I can control is what I'm feeding him at home, you know, kind of what's in our home and in, in the environment, like what's in our laundry detergent, what's in our dish detergent. You know, I started asking those kind of questions. But it it really sent me down this path of like we need to be eating at home. I need to be cooking and I need to be using whole foods, real foods, um because we were honestly like in a lot of ways getting a lot of takeout, picking up convenience food from the store because as a new mom, you know, and you're trying to work, you don't have a lot of time, We need all the help we can get. Exactly. Exactly. So all of those things kind of played into, um, where I've landed today. And that is, um, cooking at home is important, but I don't have a lot of time. And I know a lot of moms don't have a lot of time. And so freezer cooking has just like completely changed the way I cook. It, completely changed the way I prep food. So for, and Polly too, my, my co-blogger, um, we both are like, we call ourselves freezer cooking evangelists at this point, because we're just like, man, if, if moms could kind of learn this method, it can really change your week. It, it means that you can have time to sit down with your family and it's not stressful. You're not slaving over the stove for a long time each night. Instead, you've got a meal that's been prepped And it's waiting for you to what, throw it in the slow cooker or, you know, pop it in the oven or whatever. And then you can sit down and have more time with your family.
0: And, you know, what I recording this actually, you know what, this is going to go live next week because I'm behind on podcasts, but hockey's coming up. Like a lot of people here in Canada, hockey's coming up, um, football, I believe season's coming up for the kids in high school figure skating, all these extracurriculars where you're going to like my daughter's in dance, where you're going to be picking one kid up, driving and grabbing the other. And all of a sudden it's seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I haven't cooked dinner. This is perfect for freezer meals. So rather than hitting the drive through you have a healthy whole food based meal ready for you. And that's something I really appreciate about you and Polly is because a lot of freezer meals that you Google are like tater tot casseroles and all these really pre-packaged frozen foods thrown together versus something that's going to nourish your body and, you know, give it what it's really craving. So that, that's really something that sets you guys apart from a lot of other freezer cooking uh, blogs really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I thank you for bringing that up. And that's, that's a high value of ours is we always say, you know, I think sometimes when people hear about freezer meals, they think either a, yeah, they're not healthy. They're full of like canned soups and things that aren't good for you. Or B, this is going to not taste good. You know, we hear that a lot. Like this is going to be bland. It's going to be boring. It's going to be beige. Um, and so we work really hard to break those stereotypes. And what we've learned over the years, what I've learned learn from my mistakes, because lots of trial and error here is that, A lot of it depends on how you freeze and when you freeze the food, and then also how you thaw and prepare it afterwards. And so in our cookbooks, I mean, we tested hundreds and hundreds of recipes. We've had hundreds and hundreds of people on our testing teams test these recipes for us to help us make sure we're doing this right. And um, so we've honed in on some methods that we think are really helpful in creating the best freezer food that will turn out and taste like fresh meals.
0: That is tricky because yes, I've had frozen meals where the texture's off, you know, when you get it and recook it, the texture's off. So I think that's great that you have some tips to prevent that because I think that throws a lot of people. Um, actually let's maybe get into some freezer meal tips. What, what are your top for someone who's never cooked a frozen meal before? What are your top tips to get started?
1: Okay. So one thing that that we've learned, this is, might be a little, a paradigm shift for people. Cause I think a lot of times they think, oh, I'm making something and then I'm sort of freezing leftovers and then I'm just reheating. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, sometimes that works and it will turn out fine, but a lot of times it doesn't. So most of the time, our recipes, we suggest like preparing something to the point at which you would cook it and freeze it there. So it will be a little bit more work on the hind end, but um, it's worth it. So like, for instance, on um, soups, a lot of times you'll get, you know, you might saute the aromatics. So the carrots, the celery, the onion. And, um, you know, if you have meat that you want to throw in there, you'll go ahead and saute the meat. And then you'll throw your broth in there and your seasoning and let it cool and freeze it at that point. And then when you're ready to cook it, now you'll simmer it for 20 minutes and boom, you've got a really fresh meal. Same thing with casseroles. So let's say you want to make a casserole, you know, you're going to do all the layers that you want to have for your casserole and freeze it before baking it. That's going to be your best bet. I'm not saying you can't bake it and freeze the leftovers. You can, but it's it's likely there could be textural issues and you could overcook it later. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would say that's my number one tip. And again, like all of our recipes, typically that's how we're going to suggest you do it. Um, things like pasta, you know, there's just certain foods you you, it's, you're going to have a harder time freezing it because it's going to come out mushy on the other end. So there's certain ways to do pasta. You want to cook it al dente before you put it in a casserole. I don't suggest putting pasta in a soup and freezing it. You want to do that at the end afterwards. Um, another big tip, Randa, this is huge, is you have to know that air is the enemy of freezer, good freezer meals. So anything you can do to reduce that air exposure to your food when you freeze it is gonna make a huge difference. So, um, like for instance, okay, last night I do this every few months. It takes a little bit of work, but I my kids love homemade calzones. Okay. So sometimes when I'm like super mom, I'll make a <laughs> homemade um, whole wheat pizza dough, which we have a really good recipe on our site for. But a lot of times I'll like stop by, we have a local pizzeria. I buy their whole wheat dough and then like roll out the little, you know, calzones and put the filling in. And this is a great one, by the way, to freeze and like have on hand for those busy nights. Like when your kid has dance or something. And it's a healthier version of pizza pops people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, and honestly, I, I do, I like chop up a bunch of spinach and I put that in there and fresh herbs and, you know, you can do veggies if other veggies, if you want. But anyway, my point is, um, it's all about how you package these things. So for those, like I'll stick them in a freezer bag. So, you know, I get the BPA freezer bags, or you can get the silicone ones. Um, I don't, I haven't had like great experience with those. Do you use like, stash okay. or anything?
0: I have a couple, I bought zip Top or zip toppy, whatever that main brand is. Yeah. And it's better than the other ones I've bought, but it still keeps the air in. Like I can't get it all out. Right. Um,
1: what about food saver? Do you? Great. Okay. So I haven't used this, but I have so many, we have so many readers and Polly uses it and I have friends that use it and they just swear by it. But I think it's a little pricey because it's not just the initial machine you buy, but you're always, you know, you have to buy the plastic or whatever. I also am wondering I haven't done a lot of research on it. I need to, um, like, do we know that the is a plastic safe? I, I hope it is, it is
0: food safe because um, I have one I don't use it often because I forget about it and it honestly it's kind of cumbersome to after I get back from Costco or something to take out right. another piece of machine like I feel like it's just more work but it is food safe and it's even food safe for cooking in. so because I've been looking into sous vide. And yeah. apparently it is safe to use that bag in sous beads. I haven't deep dived into it, but just like yeah. a quick five minute Google is, that's what it kind of told me.
1: Sure. Yeah. So back to these like calzones. So yeah. how would you approach that? Um, well, one thing you could do is you could individually wrap them in foil and that makes them ready to like throw in the oven. Um. So you could individually wrap them in foil and throw them in a plastic bag, but you know what? I was even lazy last night and I know that we'll use these within a few weeks. So if it's a shorter stay in the freezer, you don't have to worry about it quite as much. The longer stay in the freezer, boy, you want to package that super tight. I would be wrapping those suckers in foil, sticking them in a plastic bag, making sure, you know, no air exposure, but like funny little things like on those plastic bags, you can, you know, stick them in there. Close it most of the way, leave a little opening, and then this is a total like camping trick. Have you ever done the camping trick where you like suction out the air with your mouth or with the yes, straw? With the straw? The straw. Yeah. People use the straw. I'm like, I don't know, backwoods girl, like suck it out with my mouth and then close it. I won't do that for somebody I'm making a meal for, by the way, just for my kids. But anyway, um, you know, anything you can do to reduce the air exposure. That's my point. You know, it's really funny.
0: Um I was, when you're talking about wrapping it in foil, when my son was born, so nine years ago, I was trying to find freezer meals and stuff, and I did a bunch of cooking, thankfully early, because he came seven weeks early, and I was able to take those freezing meals, bring them to the Ronald McDonald house where we were living, and have them in the freezer there, and I just went to that old Pinterest board and looked, and it is, I think, the Thriving Home website.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah,
0: I think it's the on the go yeah, chicken burritos, I think.
1: Oh yeah. That's one of our, and we've actually kind of updated that. So yeah, that's cool. Oh, I love that's, that.
0: That's kind of funny. Yeah. Like I just clicked on it and
1: yeah, I mean, obviously the
0: pictures are a lot different because I remember what it used to look like back in the beginning of the blogging days. Like we had, cause I started mine in 2009, my original one, like we would take pictures, you know, with the little point and shoots oh, okay. or, or our cell phones. Like they're not like how we are now. Exactly. Um, But I knew something sounded so familiar with Thriving
1: Home. And I'm pretty sure. That makes me really happy that our recipe made it to Ronald McDonald's house with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's such a time saver. And like, if you are listening to this and you're pregnant, do the freezer cooking right away. I did it super early and you never know, like my son arrived seven weeks early, uh, the Ronald McDonald house. I was lucky. It was only an hour away from where I lived. But to have those nourishing meals there when you're exhausted in the NICU all day, I mean, it was just such,
1: yeah. such a blessing. Well, and also I'll say this. This is what Polly and I get so excited when we hear people are doing this. Um, like organizations, nonprofits, churches, even individuals. You, What's so great is you, you can like make freezer meals, have them in your freezer ready for someone who mm-hmm. the parent is in the NICU or new parent. It's such a great thing to take to new parent. Cause you're not exactly sure when dinner is going to come together. Like yeah. if you have a freezer meal on hand, then you can make it whenever yeah. you're ready.
0: And this is like a little bit of a tangent, but if you wanted to volunteer, if someone wants to volunteer for the Raw McDonald House, I don't know how it works in the US, but here in Canada, like we stayed at the Red Deer one um, that was in Alberta, we were like, it was brand new, we were the sixth family, I think it was like two weeks after it opened, we were there, and you have to cook the meals there, you have to have obviously all your food safe, but there was a couple of ladies from churches or whatever. they get together and have like this big cooking party. So if you ever mm-hmm. want to volunteer time and do like freezer meals for people and just have them in the freezer. Cause the raw McDonald house has like all these fridges and freezers. You could cook everything there with a group of friends and have fun and leave them there in the freezer. I was like, here you go, moms. Such,
1: I love that idea. My mom actually takes my kids and goes over there and they make like fresh meals every once in a while, which is so fun. But I love your idea. I think that's a great idea to have. Even like if you could do individually packaged things, I'm thinking for like parents, yeah, they could grab for lunch or whenever.
0: Yeah, it's it was such a blessing, those, mm-hmm. those kind of things for me when we were there. Like I lived there for 30 days. Like, you know, it's you're away from home for a long time. Yep. Yeah. But I want to get into these freezer meals. Um obviously, I mean, you kind of touched on the why of freezer meals. It's so you can eat healthily, healthy foods while basically on the go or like to cater to your busy life. It just makes things easier. Um, and your freezer tips were excellent because I didn't like, I'm not great at freezer cooking, which is why I'm going to get your freezer meals (laughs) packages because I'm, I'm so gung ho to try them. Yeah. So who is the freezer
1: cooking for? Well it's, I would say, honestly, people like you and me, it's amazing. So Polly and I, we've been working on a new project Project that we're super excited about. Randa, I know you know about it. It's called one hour freezer prep. And what we've realized is like, I, only, I have maybe an hour on the weekends to do some food prep, maybe an hour between all of our sports and different things we have going on. And so if I have one hour, how can I maximize? that hour. So we've thought that through and developed some prep sessions called one hour freezer prep sessions where we walk people like you and me, moms or dads or whomever, um, through how to make six family sized freezer meals. So I know like meal prep is really popular right now, but a lot of times it's like here, make six individual portions to have in the, you know, fridge. Um, but that doesn't really help me because I got to feed five mouths, you know, hungry mouths. So all of our recipes are around four to six servings, sometimes more. And so we help you pump those out in one hour with this, this new product we have. Um, But here's what I want to say about freezer cooking, the why behind it. And I did kind of touch on that, but I feel like it does a few things. It, it really does save you time in the kitchen, especially if you want to use one hour freezer prep, we've given you everything like shopping list, equipment lists, freezer labels, you know, step-by-step instructions. But even if you say, find a meal that you really like, and it has freezing instructions, or you learn the basic method, just doubling that is use is a great use of your time in the kitchen. Make one for dinner tonight, freeze one for later. And honestly, that's, I've been doing that for years, like several times a week, as long as I, you know, am browning ground beef for taco meat, I'm going to double that and freeze half of that for later. So it saves you time in the kitchen. It, it saves money because anytime you're buying in bulk, it can, it saves money. But also here's what it really does is it keeps us from eating out. And anytime you eat out the cost, I think Forbes, I read this on Forbes.com, 300% increase in your price probably more in Canada <laughs> yeah right <laughs> the cost
0: of our groceries. no it's not this okay you go out for a nice dinner which I mean every once in a while of course enjoy yourself sure. but yeah you're going out and then you know you're not just ordering water even like this, a glass of soda is what like two three bucks if you yeah. have a glass of wine you're paying for the cost of a bottle for one glass right you know yeah. it, it
1: really does add up It does. Yeah. So we try to as much as possible, it's getting harder as my kids get older and we're on the go, but as much as possible, eat at home and then save those eat out times for special occasions or, you know, on the weekend when our family can be together, whatever. Um, but here's my other big thing with freezer cooking is it's healthier because you control what goes into your food. You know, if you buy it from the store or even from a restaurant, you don't know what's in there. They probably use tons of salt, tons of butter, you know, whatever it is. Um, and i'm not against butter or salt but you know what i mean like <laughs> oh. you can control it <laughs> too much of
0: a good thing is not a good thing there you, you go you can't control it and you know you'll go to a restaurant and order a salad or something and you're like oh yeah this is a healthy meal meanwhile it's 1500 calories because of everything yeah. like there's so much in there you don't realize the hidden oils um mm-hmm. where this gives you more control
1: yeah. I also really like, you know, over the years, especially when my kids were younger, it's like involving them in the cooking process at home. So you can teach your kids how to do this. And they're more likely to try it if they cook with you, if they're in the kitchen with you.
0: Yeah. I have a three-year-old and a nine-year-old and my three-year-old, she's picky. Like she's that toddler, but if she's in the kitchen helping me stir the soup or whatever, mm-hmm. she will eat it. It's yeah. not all, I shouldn't say all the time, because there are, you know, but it's magic.
1: It really is. It's very <laughs> helpful. Um, but my last big thing is with the freezer cooking is if it gets your fam- if it gets you to the table or wherever you eat with your family, that's huge. I mean, we are all so busy today. You know, as our kids get older, they're on screens. You know, they got their phone and they're just like hyper connected all the time to other people. But that's such a valuable time to say, we're going to put our phones down. We're going to sit, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to look each other in the eye. And I just think having a homemade meal, however simple it is, it's just so important. That time is so important with your kids.
0: It's precious time. We do the same, like when it's dinner time, we're at the table. Sometimes the time changes, but we're always at the table and it's always tech free. We're getting to the point where We don't always get to sit down and connect all the time. And that is our special time to connect as a family. And there were studies about, this was years ago, I read them, so I can't cite them, but how having that time is, it improves um, honesty between the parent and the child, less likely for the children to
1: hide the things, get that open dialogue going. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, I think it's, I think it was actually Harvard that did the study and it was. Saying that kids who regularly sit down with their family to eat, um, they do better in almost every area of life. I mean, socially, academically, physically, emotionally, like it just goes on and on. So, no, that's
0: yeah. Amazing. And I like how, you know, you hear, you're talking about meal prep. And I actually just posted on Instagram the other day. I'm like, does anyone actually cook like a million meals for your week? Because that doesn't work for us as mothers. Right. Um, I'll batch prep veggies and I'll batch prep this to make my week easier, but doing the freezer prep, I mean, that's a game changer and especially can only do it in an hour. Cause that's such a deterrent with meal preps. It takes mm-hmm. forever. I know and You can hire meal
1: prep services, but they're expensive. They are. And are your kids really going to like it? <laughs> Sometimes they will. I hope they do. I wish my kids did, but It's picky. I know they're picky. My kids are kind of picky. Um, I mean, I'm picky and I'm an adult, but (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think the big thing for me too, um, with our one hour freezer prep and with our recipes and our cookbooks and with the recipes on our sites is we try to give you like kind of, here's the main dish. I mean, we have side dish options and stuff, but for freezer cooking, if you can even just have the main dish ready to go throw in sides in, is not hard, right? You can like steam some vegetables and slice up some fruit. I mean, I try to do that every meal. I try to have a vegetable and a fruit option for the kids. And that way that's easy. You know, you know
0: what my family's really been liking for a veggie side. is just raw veggies in depth. And I think we overthink that about how easy it is to just even, even when you're super pressed for time, just go grab a veggie tray from Costco. Cause they're super reasonable that lasts you almost the week and you place it there and yep. everyone loves veggies in depth. Yep. Like that, that or a bag salad. I mean, you don't have to overthink it as long as you have that main dish done, you can throw something. Exactly. Ahead. Ahead. exactly. I totally agree. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. Okay. So the one hour freezer prep, I'm going to obviously link that in the show notes and in the comments. And if you're listening, like later on, I'm going to be turning in this into a blog post too, I'm way behind on that. But when I do, I mean, if you're reading the blog post or you're on the page, just scroll down and it will be linked. This is such a game changer. I'm really, I like, I'm totally buying it. I'm totally diving in and I'm going to do it like awesome. as soon as possible because I think this is so great. And I'll share it on my Instagram stories and stuff because I know my audience,
1: this sounds like something they need. I think we could all use it. I'm not saying you have to use it all the time, but even if you did one prep session a month, okay, one hour, six freezer meals, that gives you at least one or two meals in the freezer each week that are done for you, right? And that's just one hour. And if you would normally go out to eat during that time, Polly and I did the math. We were like, if people just did one of these prep sessions a month, for the year. And that replaced eating out. You saved $2,000 at least a oh. year. Yes, absolutely. I never even thought of that. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's helpful when you kind of break it down. You're like, okay, it doesn't feel like I'm spending a lot when I run through Chipotle or whatever. Um, but it really adds up. So. Wow. Yeah. Especially
0: when you're going out and trying to eat healthier options, they always upcharge those. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> right. I Yeah. Right. I love that. Okay. So where else
1: can my listeners find you? Okay. So I mentioned this. Um, our main food site is called Thriving Home and it's thrivinghome.org. Um, and you can find one hour freezer prep. Our our page for that is onehourfreezerprep.com. And what about Instagram. Instagram? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram. Just look up Thriving Home. You can find us on Facebook and on Pinterest.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to send you some of those one hour freezer preps. Oh, thank
0: you. I'm excited. Yeah, I'll be sharing them.
1: Yeah, this is great. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.